Podcast may be seated this morning. Good morning, Shannon Oaks. It is a good morning, and somebody's excited to be here. I'm glad that person showed up today. Hey, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise for his goodness. He is worthy, and we are honored to join him uh, as we gather together as his kids. If you have a copy of Scripture, open up to Matthew chapter 11 and Galatians chapter 6. Matthew 11 and Galatians 6. And we will join uh, that, those passages uh, with our attention and our hearts in just a moment. Uh, for those that are joining us for the first time this morning, those who haven't been here in a few weeks, we're in the middle of a series called Belong. And we're on a mission to find meaningful, life-giving, destiny-fulfilling, kingdom-bringing uh, connection within the family of God and uh, it just so happens that the Apostle Paul gives us a very descriptive and creative metaphor in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 that propels us on this journey. And we've been looking at this passage as our foundation for this journey for the last several weeks. And I want to just revisit, retouch that passage uh, quickly this morning as we get started in this conversation. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. Now, clearly, we're not having the conversation, which of us are Jews and which of us are Gentiles, which of us are slaves and which are free, but we are a diverse group of people, amen? And, and we acknowledge that in Christ and, and through the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit, he brings us together and holds us together as one body. And that's how he has designed us, that's who he has created us to be, and our objective as we experience this thing called life together is to find out how to do that better and better and better so that we experience more and more good and it brings God more and more glory, amen? That is our purpose in existence as the church body. And so for the last several weeks, we've acknowledged that the body of Christ, as I touched on just a minute ago, is a diverse people whose existence is driven by God's spirit, who is committed to God's purpose, and who aligns with God's agenda. Our Father God is up to something still today on the face of the earth, amen? amen. And we are a critical part of what he is up to. Um, as the body of Christ, it's important that we own this part of our identity in Jesus Christ, amen? It's important that we um, understand what it means, but we also wrap our hearts and our minds around um, what it involves. And so this morning, just one more time, if you'll humor me this morning, if you'll look to your neighbor and remind them that we are the body of Christ. Go ahead and tell them, we are the body of Christ. And as the body of Christ, what we are acknowledging is that the expression of Jesus Christ here on the earth, the very work of God in, in heaven as it is on earth, is limited or fulfilled by the expression of his church. The work of Jesus Christ here on the earth is the responsibility and the opportunity of us, the body of Christ. Belonging to the body of Christ brings transformation. Because God has welcomed us into his body, 
We accept the reality that that is his vehicle into bringing us into maturity in Christ. The body of Christ is the vehicle that God is using to bring us closer to the destination of maturity in our faith walk. You cannot fully arrive there on your own in isolation. And as we belong, we see that God's, uh, belonging to God's body brings transformation to our behavior. And one more time, I just wanna acknowledge, because we have a, a capacity in our broken flesh in the world we live in to put fear-based behavior modification as our MO, right, as our mode of operation instead of identity-based uh, behavior modification. Belonging to the body of Christ brings transformation to our behavior because it is rooted in our identity. Our behavior transforms because this is now who we are. We can't behave as we used to because that's no longer what defines us. But because we belong to the body of Christ, therefore this is how that becomes a real expression in and through our lives. And it just so happens that the scriptures that God has granted and gifted us today, they contain 59 statements that many of us refer to as the one another's, 59 commands on how we are to behave in the presence of one another as the body of Christ. 59 statements on how to exist in community as the body of Christ. Now, somebody gets really excited and somebody gets really frustrated about that reality, right? God cares about how we exist together in community because ultimately to the whole world around us, it is a representation of who he is, amen? And so God cares and he has granted us these weapons in relationship to bring us into alignment with the expression of his plan, his agenda here on the earth. Now, I said this last week and I wanna reiterate that today. If you're not part of the body of Christ, listen, you are still welcome here. We are so grateful that you have chosen to worship with us this morning, come together in this place, in this space as, as God brings his kingdom to earth. And I want you to know that as we continue on this journey out of obligation as the body of Christ, that these one another commands are fantastic relationship principles for any context. And so don't check out, but lean in because I trust that there is something good that God wants to do even in your life as you may be disconnected and isolated from him this morning. When I grew up, my dad was a handyman. He was a DIY guy. And because of that, there were tools and, 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 and evidence of tools everywhere in the garage. Like, he, I learned what a Phillips head screwdriver was probably before I took my first step. And, and, and there were things about growing up in that environment that influenced me and affected me and stuck with me in ways that I never would have anticipated. But one of the things is I reflect back on growing up in that environment that still surfaces very vividly in my mind was one day walking into the garage, seeing my dad's ladder leaned up against the wall and seeing the label on the side of the ladder. You probably know what this label looks like. You probably know what it communicates. But there was something about this label that, that just resonated with me, drew me in, 
and began this rabbit trail of, of exploration and curiosity in my own mind and my own heart. That label was the weight limit label on the ladder, right? It indicated what the, the load capacity was on this particular piece of equipment. Now, here's probably the reason that that drew me in so uh, directly and so passionately is because I had learned that limits were something to be observed and adhered to because mom had a heavy foot and it just so happened that in the conversation of limits that uh, it seemed like mom was such a good driver that as she would drive from here to there that there would be these, these cars with red and blue lights that would pull her over and, and wanna just get her autograph because she was such a good driver and somehow that was woven into this idea of limitations. And so because this ladder was presenting a, a limit on its label, it caused me to really explore and wonder what this meant and how it played itself out. I mean, really, how did this weight limit on this ladder come to be a reality so that they could declare it to the whole world? Were there a bunch of people who, who weighed uh, different amounts of body weight, who suited up in protected armor, and one by one they climbed the ladder to see if the ladder itself would endure their weight on it until it failed, and then the analysts who were observing and making notes said, okay, it appears that we've got a 300-pound weight limit on that one. Are you okay, buddy? How did the weight limit come to be a reality. And over time, I came to understand that weight limit meant something more closely aligned to this thought, a maximum amount of weight or stress that an object can safely bear or endure before failing, determined not by its surrounding environment, but by the very design in which it was manufactured. There was something about the way that this ladder was made from the factory that created this limitation, this guard that needed to be adhered to along the way for the safety and the productivity of everyone involved. I've heard it said that in life, God will not give you more than you can handle. I've heard that thought communicated on more than one occasion as people who were reaching out to others looking for relief from the weight that had surfaced in their life. And I've heard it said by some people that God will not give you more than you can handle, but life just has a way of getting really heavy, doesn't it? I mean, I don't think any one of us in the room today could honestly say that we haven't felt and carried and probably are forever impacted by the weights that present themselves in life. God, do you give us more than we can handle? I know in my own life, Along the way, things seem to get heavy. Kids don't seem to sleep at night, right, Mandy? 
marriages get rocky, boss gets hard to work for. Forgive us, Lord. The creditors become pretty persistent and relentless. And somehow, somewhere along the way, we find ourselves wearing and bearing the weight that surfaces in life. Life has a way of getting heavy. And sometimes along the way seems to be much more than we can carry. Could it be that we have like the ladder that I referenced earlier? Could it be that we have a a weight limit, a load capacity in our own life? Could it be that there is weight that surfaces in our life that we have a tendency to take on and wear as if it were ours when really we're never designed to carry that in the first place? I've heard someone say that God won't give you more than you can handle, but my experience in my own life, and I suspect in yours as well, begins to indicate that there's an enemy, as Abby referenced earlier, who's out there to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And I really believe that through every tactic that the enemy has, his objective and his desire is to get you beyond your load capacity. He wants to pile on more weight than what you were designed to carry because he knows that when that time comes that he can get you to fail, he can get you to break, and in some cases, he can get you to surrender everything that God has entrusted to you, even life itself. The weight of life is a significant force. And somewhere along the way, as we live this experience that gets heavy from time to time, we begin to acknowledge that, yeah, there's some things that are heavy right now, but along the way, it doesn't just become about the weight. Weight that we're carrying in life seems to distort the reality that we experience as it comes our way. Because... Though the boss seems hard to work for, and my wife is hard to get along with at times, all of a sudden, it's about the dinner that's being served up. And now it looks like this dinner that's being prepared is not something that I can endure. But can we be honest just for a minute this morning, Shannon Oak Church? that the weight in our life is really not the problem. It's the reality that we are willing to carry the weight we were never designed to carry in the first place. And as we do carry those weights, it begins to filter and taint everything about the realities that we live and experience around us in such a way that we begin to believe that everything around us is the problem. But the word of God reminds us, even this morning, that the real problem is that you were not meant to carry this weight. 
the design that you have been given will not sustain the stress created by that amount of weight. And deep down in the lives that we live and the experiences that we live out, we acknowledge that the weight of life in and through the experiences that are around us, that we were not made to carry that amount of weight. We acknowledge that, and deep down, we seek that release, we seek that freedom. That's why some people go and get massages, right? Because of the stress in their life. That's why some people cling to others in relationship as they look for an escape from the reality of the world that they live in. Some of us find ourselves running to drugs or alcohol. And some of us, when we feel like we can't sustain the weight anymore, even take our own lives. Last Tuesday was World Suicide Prevention Day. And last week alone, I heard of numerous reports of people who could not endure another moment under the weight that they were experiencing in their life. When the reality is the weight was not the problem. The reality is the problem really is that they were never designed to carry that weight in the first place. Let's look at Matthew chapter 11 this morning, if you have your Bible open to that passage. Matthew chapter 11, Jesus is talking to his disciples first, religious leaders second, and the crowds that followed him everywhere he went along the way. And as Jesus was communicating to these people in Matthew chapter 11, we see these words. Then Jesus said, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. In the Bible, the, the, the term burden surfaces in the Old Testament and it's carried through to the New Testament and along the way, the, the burden idea is really representative of how a donkey or a camel was, was prepped and loaded up with gear and equipment to make a journey ahead, right? And they were, they were loaded up, they were strapped down, and they were carrying the weight of all these different things for the journey that was ahead of them. And that's where the biblical idea of burden comes from. It connects to the reality of weight, something that is heavy, something that is vital for the journey ahead. And most of us in life, as we agree that, that life gets heavy at times, most of us find ourselves carrying the weight of things that were never meant to be carried. And if we can be just real honest with ourselves this morning, the things that seem heavy in life are really rooted in some fashion in the environment of fear. Well, if I don't do this, then what? If I don't step in, then what? If I don't find a way to this, then 
what? Whether that's relationships, whether that's environment, whether that is uh, the connection or the gift or the circumstances that are around us, in some fashion, we are finding ourselves weighted down by the weight of fear. And Jesus tells his people, come to me. Life is going to weigh you down. And when it does, come to me. Come to me and I will not point a finger at you. I will not make you feel ashamed. I'll not pour out guilt on you for for taking on the things that, that were never yours to begin with. He says, come to me and I will exchange that heaviness of weight, that very suffering that is real and present in your life. I will take that weight and I will give you something that is light and easy to carry in its place because my yoke is easy and I give rest. Janet Oaks, this morning, in the world we live in today, and because of the natural people that we are, we need to remember that God has created us with a load capacity, with a weight limit, that we were never meant to carry things in life by design, because they bring in fear. They, they, they begin to weigh in, press in, and distract us from the journey that life, God has before us in this thing called life. Fear in its weight has a way of, of pushing us uh, out of connection and into isolation, which is the very opposite of what we're here to press into on this journey in this very sermon series on belonging, right? God has created us to find meaningful, life-giving, destiny-fulfilling connection in his family. And as we receive his plan, we believe that God has some things that we need to adhere to in relationship with one another. And some of us are perpetual weight carriers, There is a better way, and in Galatians chapter six, God gives us a glimpse of his plan for his body, his family. In Galatians chapter six, verses one through three, we see the apostle Paul instruct the church in this way. He says, dear brothers and sisters, if another believer is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path and be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's burdens. And in this way, obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone, you are only fooling yourself. You are not that important. Paul is giving the church a snapshot that there's a better way to belong to his body. That it's not about finding yourself weighted down by the sin, the snares, the burdens of this life, but it's about looking around you instead of drawing away from that, fam- that very family and that very body, looking around you and saying, you know what, this is not something that I was designed and equipped to carry on my own. I need some help. 
and that is part of God's design for us to experience strength is to acknowledge our own weakness, to acknowledge that by his design, we were never equipped to maintain or sustain this weight in the first place. When you talk about heaviness of weight, there's something in life that surfaces as a reality. When I begin to acknowledge the things that are weighing me down in life, when I say that, that I'm afraid of what will happen in my marriage if I don't take these actions into my own hands and, and if I don't hang on to the reality of the finances that are around me that seem to be dwindling away and I acknowledge that I'm scared of what will happen to my health if I don't take these matters into my own hands when I do acknowledge those things around me, I guess I begin to discover that there's other things along the way that I didn't realize were weighing me down along the way. Things like the, the parenting my kids and handling their rebelliousness and when I begin to experience the weightlessness and the freedom that comes from acknowledging the things that I've been carrying all along, I begin to taste and see that the freedom that the Lord offers is good. And I want to identify more and more of these things because now I can agree that I was never made to carry that weight in the first place. But better than that, not only am I not meant to carry it, I'm looking back on Matthew chapter 11 and I see that, that Jesus invites us to exchange the heavy burdens of life for his yoke that is easy and a burden that is light. And this calls for a team lift. Have you seen those warning labels? on those packages that are really heavy. This is, this is something where Paul is pointing us to in Galatians chapter six, that it's time for a team lift. Jonathan, come help me, bro. I need some, I need some team lift. Listen, sometimes we need the help of the body of Christ to find these burdens in life come to the foot of the cross where we experience the weightlessness and the freedom that we were made for, amen? Sometimes we need to find ourselves in that place where we look around and say, instead of me falling and being crushed by the weight of the things in my life, I just need to tap into someone that's already in my life so that they can help carry me to Jesus himself. Jesus gives us an altar in our life. The altar is the place of exchange where we bring the things that are broken and imperfect in exchange for the things that are whole and perfect in every way. And Jesus himself was crucified on the greatest altar we'll ever find. And in him alone, we experience the wholeness, the freedom for which we have been created. You were never designed to carry the burdens in your life by yourself, and the only place that you were meant to carry them to was to the foot of the cross in the presence of Jesus. Maturity in Christ and belonging to the body is all about not growing our capacity to carry more weight, but growing our capacity to offload the weight to where it belongs in the first place. Life gets heavy. There are things in our world that press in and threaten to crush us under their weight in our life. 
Ecclesiastes chapter four, verses nine through 12, the wisdom writer gives us these beautiful words that just absolutely affirm God's design for community and in finding our place to belong in his body. He says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two people can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Shannon Oaks Church, here's what our loving Father wants someone to hear this morning. God does give you more than you can handle. And he does so because you were never meant to handle it alone. I wish that I could affirm the, the statement that God doesn't give you more than you can handle, but I've experienced it firsthand in direct contradiction. There's only so much that I can bear. There's only so much that I can take on. And when I take it on, the more and more and more that I absorb in my life in the way of weight, if I find myself isolating from connection, being pressed and oppressed by the weight of those things in my life to the point that it does not bring anything but destruction and division along the way. But when, in vulnerability and in humility, I acknowledge the things that are the weights in my life and I open my heart up to a brother or a sister in that conversation. I acknowledge it with God's design and agree with him that he has granted me everything I need to get what I can't handle alone to the place that I was never meant to experience that fully forever in the presence of a loving and almighty God. Here's what this means. In our quest to belong to the body of Christ, we must be connected to each other. You can't share one another's burdens if you're not connected to each other. But more than that, we acknowledge that we must be vulnerable and hum humble in the presence of one another. Listen, there is nothing there's no stigma of perfection in our presence. Why would we pretend to be something that didn't get us to where we are in the first place? Our imperfection, our brokenness, is the only thing that has, we have agreed with God on that gives us the platform that we have right now. So why would that change as we grow and mature going forward, we acknowledge and agree in our brokenness and in our imperfection that we have never needed each other more. And as we do, we become like those astronauts on the moon, walking, existing in a free environment, free of weight, free of restraint, living the life that we've been made to live. The weight in life is gonna come your way. Some of you are experiencing it very real and present this morning. That's something you were never meant to carry 
and you were never meant to carry it by yourself. God has granted you the greatest gift of his body to help lead you to that place of freedom that you were made to experience. Your presence in the body of Christ was designed to perpetuate change and maturity and development in your life. What is God bringing to light this morning through this message, through his, the encounter of his presence in our time of worship? What is he illuminating for you this morning? What is he stirring you to move beyond where you've been so that you can experience that weightlessness, that freedom in a brand new way? Maybe he's giving you the courage this morning to reach out to a brother or a sister whom you know is feeling the weight in their life. And maybe in this season, it's not so much about what's going on in your life as much as it is about how you can be a weight of a relief in their life as you help lead them to the place where Christ has exchanged that for our good and his glory. For somebody here this morning, when Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy burdened, maybe he's talking to you. Maybe he's talking to you out of a place of disconnection as you have known no other life than wearing fully the weight that life has created in your journey. Maybe he's calling you to, to come to him this morning to, to reconnect to him in a way that he begins to breathe that weightlessness of freedom in your life. Where his, his presence begins to overpower the shackles that are holding you down and releasing you to live the life that you've been created to live. Maybe for somebody else in this room this morning, he is asking you to take the wall down be vulnerable, to present yourself in humility to a brother or a sister as we agree and acknowledge that God's plan is the best plan to live and exist in community together, amen? What is he asking of you this morning? We're gonna have a time to respond. We're gonna have time to, to worship and acknowledge uh, the adoration in our hearts for his great and glorious plan for coexisting in community together. My encouragement to you is that if he's stirring something in your heart this morning, that you respond with boldness and confidence for what he's placed there and you give him the opportunity to seal that great work in the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit. Our ministry team is gonna be here at the front of the room. If you need prayer for any reason, any reason at all, we encourage you to come forward and receive ministry in this time. I ask you to stand to your feet as I pray for you this morning. Father, I thank you. Father, that in our brokenness, we, we discover our weakness. God, that you have created us in such a way and, and orchestrated life in such a way that, that both of those things together ultimately and eternally point us to you. God, there's something within us that is crying out for relief from the, the weight of the world around us. And God, you've given us everything we need You've opened up the altar to come and exchange that weight for your freedom and for your life. God, thank you 
that we are not condemned to walk through this life under the burdensome weight of circumstances and situations that were never ours to bear in the first place. Thank you that your plan is perfect. Thank you that we have an opportunity to align with you even now. Give us the courage, give us the confidence, and help us to transform our lives as your spirit leads us out of the identity that you have given us so that we can experience the blessing of being who you've created us to be. We give you glory, Jesus. In your name we pray.